Well, greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to Triple C Podcast on this 26th day of February 2023. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we pause once again to thank you for another day to give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Bless this podcast that it'll be a blessing to, to the listeners today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my redeemer. And bless the word of God that it will go forth and conquer and set what you set it to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Literally, greet you in divine love this morning. Triple C Cathedral Christian Church Podcast. We're just going to go right into this word this morning. So our author this morning is Mark. Uh, Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 26. I'll be reading from the King James Version of the Bible from Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 26. And the word of God reads, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. And the last verse for today, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his most holy word in Jesus' name. So today's podcast title is titled Mountain Movers. Mountain movers. God's got a call through me as we're looking for some mountain movers. So here, Jesus is speaking, red letter edition of the Bible. If you've got a King James Version Bible, if you use an NIV or New American Standard, uh, in, in the Gospels, Mark, Luke, and John, you will find the red letter edition of the Bible that's indicating that Jesus is speaking. In this particular passage of scripture, verse uh, at this verse 22, going back is where Jesus and his disciples had, had came from Bethpage and Bethany. This is after Jesus has told them to go find the colt that will be tied in a different city. He was getting ready to go and prepare for his triumphal entry. Not only that, this is the story where Jesus was getting ready to go before and tell them in that regard. This is also the passage of scripture in this chapter where they were selling doves in the church of God. This is where Jesus said that his church, the temple, was to be a temple of all nations and the, the, the money changers exchanging into a den of thieves. This is that same chapter that Mark is talking to. But then we get down to, to, to uh, verse 22 is after Jesus has wanted to eat some figs and this fig tree was not in season yet. And Jesus cursed that tree. Jesus spoke to that tree. And the next time they passed by it, that tree had shriveled up and died. And Peter remembered that and said that tree. This is the power that, that God through Jesus was exemplifying. And so I hope today that for just a little while, we'll capture your attention and think about, are you a person that's just trying to climb a mountain? 
or are you willing to have enough godly, dynamic, dunamis power to move the mountain? And I'm hoping that you get something out of this today in Jesus' name. So as I looked at the scriptures and I look to God and I think about where we are in life, the pandemic and all of the numbers, they're still making up things to try to help us determine whether we have the flu or COVID. There's a new one coming out that will do dual testing. So here's the thing. Pneumonia, the flu, bronchitis, upper respiratory, COVID-19, sinusitis, sinus infections, bronchitis, you can name it. We're still going. R RSV for the babies. It's still real. Let's move over to thefts and crimes. We still got a lot of people doing home invasions and, and car invasions and they're robbing and stealing cars. Uh, we still got people doing smashing grabs. We still got people that's protesting in different cities, destroying other people's cities because the political bureaucracy is at an all-time high. In the last 20 years of politics, people have no longer been friends that used to be friends because of their internal racial biases. And that's all colors. Don't think it's just white people being racist toward black people. It's in reverse as well. We reverse our racism through all of our nationalities and ethnicities. Let's just be real. See, when it comes to Christianity, there's, a, there's two types of categories you can look at. Once you become a Christian, the only difference should be is believer, non-believer. Hello, Holy Ghost. You know, in that regard, the spirit of God does not discriminate. God died on the cross so that every race, creed, color, ethnicity, nationality, ethnic origin could accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus said, whosoever will, let them come. He didn't specify. That's why you, throughout the word, God says, and the first in their mind shall be last. And those who the world said is the last they shall be first because God looks at the heart, not at your finances. God looked at your heart change, not how much you've invested in the church. God's looking at your heart, not that you've got a pew placard because your family was there when the church got built. God's looking at the heart. He's not looking at you help donate the bus that can't nobody ride but the choir in. God, God's looking at the planes that these preachers have bought, but can't none of y'all fly in it. He's, he's looking at the heart. Don't understand, this is not the purpose of the message, but understand something as our public service announcement this. Don't get it twisted. God's gospel is free. Jesus died on the cross so that every preacher that says that they're called ain't worried about position, prestige, or power. They're not worried about title. They're not worried about any of that. that there comes a point in your Christian walk. You want to make sure that you tell somebody, if you do not know the Lord, you need to get to know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's going to be a many people get to the gate and get denied interest because he's going to tell them, not Tony, not Tanya. He's going to tell you, God himself, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. Do you realize that I saw everything you did from the time you was born from your mother's womb until the day I said tonight, your soul shall be required. I know everything that you did, that you said, that you thought, whether it was evil or upright. I know it. I knew it. And I will judge it in the appropriate time. 
So when I'm talking to the people of God, don't worry about if your church is the only church. There ain't but one true church. That's the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't care what your earthly title of your church is. If that church, don't you understand that Sodom and Gomorrah burnt up, went down, destroyed because Jesus and God himself couldn't find 10 good men that had a heart after God? I'm going to get to the message. Do you not understand that the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they, they was known for their public speaking, but their heart was far from God? Don't you understand that there's false prophets and false teachers? The devil himself, the Bible talks about it, that he can transform himself into an angel of light and much the more his ministers, those one third of the fallen angels can make it look so close, just almost like they're from God, but they have an ulterior motive. Hello, Holy Ghost. So let me get to the text. This is what God said to me this morning. And it speaks to my heart and my mind when I have to wake up every day. Like I told you all, when you wake up, however you sleep, whether you sleep sitting up, laying down on your side, when you sit on that bed, you ought to look up toward heaven. And when your eyes hit the ceiling and your feet hit the floor, you ought to know that God plus one is the majority. Whatever you got to face, you need to get ready. And I'm hoping as we go forth now, put your bucket seatbelts on, Let's get into this word. Mark's writing to us, and this is Jesus speaking. And he said, answering, said unto them, his disciples, have faith in God. Here's what's awesome about God. He was talking to every disciple, past and present. If you are a believer, if you're not a believer in this Bible, this don't apply to you. But if you profess and claim that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he's talking to you today on this 26th day of February, 2023. He says, have faith in God, believer. But you got to remember, just because he told you to have faith doesn't mean you're exempt from things trying to change your faith or block your blessing or cut you off or separate you from the spiritual love of God. We got to remember that in, in our daily exercising of our life. Now, there's a few things that God gave me, and I hope it blessed somebody like it's blessing me. So the first thing he said, have faith in God. Here's what the Lord said to me. In life, we're going to encounter many different things, whether it be personal, marital, relationship, father, son, father, daughter, mother, son, you, you name any scenario, all of it applies. Financial issues, health issues. Trust me, we know. Those of us when we were youth, some people would desire to go back 25, 30 years. I'm not trying to go back to those days. I just want to thank God for where I'm at today because there's people not even living to be in their letter 50s. Hello, Holy Ghost. But yeah, we talked about that, but comes with age, there's things that happen. Y'all all know the story for your own health. But God never exempted us from having what difficult days. How will you know? Let me just pause for one quick 30 seconds. How will you know that God really is your God if you never go through anything? If God allow you to live down here, sinless, troubleless, conflictless, you don't even need to be here because you're, you're, you're with him in glory where all that stuff will cease. But as long as you're here, God never said that you're not going to have vision issues, muscular issues, a little bit of arthritis, some swelling, some... He's never said that. 
And for all of those lying preachers and prophets and prophetesses that's guilting you into giving more money to receive a prophetic saying, you ought to be careful who you sit under. And you need to be careful who you chase after. You need to be careful from city to city that you travel around lining their pocket to get a word that never comes to pass. You might ought to be careful. That's just for you to make into your spiritual notebook. But God never said that we're exempt from those things. So here's what God did tell me to share because he's sharing with me on today. Mark tells me in verses 24, he said it this way and let's move on. 23, 24, verse 23, let's look at what he said. For verily I say unto you, comma, that whosoever anybody shall say unto this mountain symbolically, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, semicolon, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. The first thing that God says is in, is, is in, in verse 23, don't, do not doubt in your heart. Don't doubt in your heart. All the time from when you went to BTU, Sunday school, Bible study, the church convention, all that, does it mean anything today? Was anything deposited in you or was you mimicking the deacon and mimicking the preacher? Did anything sit in your spirit? By now, some kind of word ought to saturate the lining of your heart. And something should be growing up in you in the word of God. So don't doubt in your heart God's truth. But if you never study God's truth, you will doubt because you haven't studied. Second Timothy 2.15 says what? Study to show thyself approved unto God, capital G, a workman that needed not to be ashamed to write and divide the word of truth. How do I write and divide the word of truth, preacher? When you're walking every day in life, you have an opportunity to let God's word be what? A light unto your feet and a lamp unto your pathway or a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. You have an opportunity to let God's word go before you. Because guess what God's word is also? It's your shield and your buckler. What's what God's word is unto? It's your comforter. What else is God's word? He's your savior. Remember, Jesus became the word. Amen. And the word was Jesus and the word was God. You got to believe your relationship with God. He is the what? Alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. So the first thing is don't doubt in your heart. The example Mark gives us is Jesus says, speak to the mountain. Here's believers, believers speaking to whatever. And this is a symbolic piece. Let's let the mountain today's text be your example of whatever obstacle, amen, or problem that's in your life. That mountain can represent your difficult day. Remember I told y'all on some podcast ago, everybody has a W-E-A-K day. Here's the thing, whatever that symbolic problem, that symbolic mountain, when you look at a mountain, a mountain will give you the example, it's too massive for me to do anything with. But see, you're looking through your natural eyes at something that God allowed to be created. If you look through the lens and the eyes of God and let God move the mountain, amen, he just told you to speak it. He didn't tell you to do it. He just told you to speak it. He's going to do it. 
I don't know about y'all. Let me just dis di digress for a second. I don't know if y'all believe this, but I'm a firm believer that God allows angels to physically, if somebody is in a ca ca catastrophic accident and that door miraculously opened, I'm a believer that God dispatched the angels to crack open that door. It's just an anomaly and a miracle. That's what we call a miracle. God has that kind of power is what I'm trying to get you to see. The, so here's what we are. When you speak to your situation, do you speak in doubt or do you speak with unsurety? Do you speak with the calmness? Do you speak with an erratic voice? How are you speaking? You see, the enemy knows when you're timid, just like a dog. A dog or a horse will know that you're feared in your heart. The devil is watching your body language. You heard me tell you several podcasts ago. They're watching you. What? What am I trying to tell you? Don't you understand? The devil's not locked away in the abyss yet. The Bible says that Satan, the devil, God, lowercase g, is up and down in this earth to and fro, seeking whomever he may devour. His time ain't come to be locked away permanently yet, but in the interim, you got to realize God's allowing him to do. He's not stopped him. He said the enemy will come, but you resist the devil and he will flee from you. How long? It may be for a second, a day, a week, a month, a year, but if it ain't him, he can't be everywhere at once. He's going to send some worker of his to follow you. You have a messenger of Satan, what? To buffet your mind. To mess with your emotions, to, 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 to mess with your finances, to deal with your health, to cause your car to break down, to cause you to dip into that little stash you've been trying to save up. Those things happen for reasons unbeknownst to Tony. But I believe that God wanted to use the analogy so that you can understand problems exist in our lives for various reasons. But it doesn't mean that that problem has got to cause you to die in your tracks. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody along the way. So the first thing God said, verse 23, is don't doubt in your heart. And as a part of that, that that's the A portion for me. There's a B portion in verse 23 also. He says it this way, that and shall not doubt in his heart. I told you don't doubt God. But this is what he also says. But he shall believe those things which he said shall come to pass. The, the B portion for me is you got to speak God's truth. Not your truth. Our human truth is scattered. God's truth is consistent. Here's where we mess up, myself included, is oftentimes when I deviate from this biblical truth, I'm subject to fall for anything of the world. If I believe that the devil is the God of this world, he's got enough power to mess with my emotions, mess with my mind, cause me to see things that are not like they are. He can cause me to stumble, trip and fall. And if I take my eyes off of what I've been taught, I've been taught to look to the hills from which cometh my help, understanding that my help comes from the Lord, capital L. If I deviate and let too many people, spiritual Peter, while I'm trying to step out on the water and walk by faith, and I got the negative Normans and naysayers telling me, what are you doing? You don't have power. You can't walk. You shouldn't believe. Don't you know stuff going to happen? If I allow those people to get in my head, they can mess with my faith. So here's the thing. You got to learn to not only that, don't doubt, but you got to practice, hear me real well, practice speaking God's truth. Now, when you speak God's truth, don't speak foolishness. God could make any one of us, and let me just digress for one more second. Give me 35 seconds. 
He could make any one of us a millionaire tonight if he chose to. But there's reasons he don't do certain things. Oftentimes, we're not prepared to handle what he allows to come into our life, negative and or positive. Here's one thing I'm going to drop into your spirit while I'm coming by your street. If God were to let you see all the negative that may come into your life, you may lose your mind today. So don't speak foolishness. And them lying wonders that come into our churches and tell you that in 37 days and in 36 hours, if you sold $3,600, God's gone in 90 days. Don't you buy into that foolishness. Those people who prophesy for cost, for profit, are not meaning you any good. God's prophecies don't cost you or shouldn't cost you anything. And if they speak it and God don't raise up a witness that's biblically sent to confirm it and it doesn't come to pass in this life, it's not from God, capital G. It's all I'll drop into your spirit. So the first thing is this, don't doubt in your heart and speak God's truth. In verse 24, let's move on and we're almost done. Verse 24 says, therefore, I say unto you, make you the you he's talking to when you study. Don't make the you your neighbor. When you're studying, make the you the you in the Bible. I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. Here's where we get twisted. The desire. Let me just drop this in your spirit. In verse 24, let me read the rest of the scripture. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. When ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Here's where I believe that we get twisted. Here's what God gave me. Let God desires become your desires. See, God said he'll give you the desires of your heart. But if you desire foolishness and desire foolish things because the world has influenced you to ask God for stuff that you know you can't handle, you're speaking like a foolish man, a foolish woman. But when you line up with God's word, when we line up with what God said, God said you shall never go hungry or beg bread. God said he will give you what? Houses you did not build. God will give you lands that you did not till. Life Liberty and the pursuit of happiness all resides in the power of God. But if you listen to the negative normans or the greedy folk, you listen to the pharisaical, sadisaical mind, they will have you asking God for foolishness. See, a lot of our clergymen, and I'm one of them, but I'm not asking for foolish things. If I was, me and Tanya and my girls would have lived in mansions. Down here, if I was out to get you, rob you, fleece you, we wouldn't be working a job to pay our own bills to buy our cars. The church would have bought all of our stuff, and I guarantee you, I wouldn't be riding an old hoopty. I wouldn't like old schools. I would buy the best of the best. But let me drop some in your spirit. We drive the best of the best now, and don't nobody pay for nothing but God. Hello, Holy Ghost. And I know many of you do the same thing. So guess what? To whom God gives the blessings, God gets the glory. So let me drop to your spirit. So here's the thing. Let God's desire become your desires. Hey, do this, do this sound for me to anybody? Not my will be done, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a quote from Jesus. Jesus said, not my will be done, but Father, thy will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. 
God's kingdom in heaven is made up of souls. Let me drop something else real quick in your spirit. Let me drop something for all the preachers that you sit under. If they're telling you that you got to sow your finances into the kingdom building of God, you're being okie-doke. You're being bamboozled. You're being hoodwinked. Because let me drop something in your spirit. The kingdom of God doesn't need your earthly money. The kingdom of God is made up of souls that believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. The kingdom of God is a place where God says, I go to prepare a place for you. There where I am, ye shall be also. In my father's house are many mansions. You're not paying money to build something spiritual. Something spiritual comes free through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Don't get it twisted. Don't buy in to the modern day message that all the money you're paying is building up the kingdom of God and they need that money to fly around the world. They're lying to you. They need that money to fuel their jet to take their luxury vacation to go drop a 20-minute message and can't nobody get to. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about, not what I heard. Hello, Holy Ghost. So let your God's diet desires become your desires. Don't speak that stuff. Not my will be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as we close this morning, verse 25 and 26 says it this way. And when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have an ought against any. Hard to do because humanly we are human. Let me not lie to you and say it's easy to do. No, most folk in church lie. Most folks show envy. Most folks show envy. They show malice. They show hatred. They show jealousy. They do the opposite of the Ten Commandments. But the word through Jesus said that your father and ye and when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have ought against any that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. That's a part of the Ten Commandments. But if you do do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. How can you say you love God, who you haven't seen, but you hate your brother, who you see every day? How can you say that if your son or your daughter came to you and they asked for some food, you gave them a stone or you gave them a serpent instead of giving them some fish, but yet you get right there in church and testify how Good you love God, but you show me to my face what you don't like about me, but you tell people how you love God. Now, let me drop this in your spread as I close this morning. Here's the thing. Recap real quick, and we're closing. When God says he's looking to make some mountain movers, you got to first have faith in God, believer. The second thing God said today is this, and there's many other things. Don't get me wrong, but don't doubt in your heart. But then you got to speak God's truth. When you speak God's truth, you speak the truth. And the Bible says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Make you free. When you're free, you don't worry about what man will do unto you. When you're free, you don't worry about gossipers. When you're free, you don't worry about the water cooler mentality. When you're free, you don't worry about who's staring you down, wondering how you do what you do, how you buy what you buy, how you go where you go, how you get what you got. When you don't worry about them and you know what God did, you can still speak God. God's true. The other thing is this. Let God's desires become your desires. When you do that, not my will be done, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the last and final point from this morning, here's what God said to me. 
And this is where you got to practice. You practice like you play. If I can allow just those few things, if I can learn to do what he said, first, I'm going to allow God to tell me to forgive my haters. God, I tell God this as Jesus did. And it gets easier as you get older if you practice it. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. If you knew my heart, you wouldn't treat me the way you do. If you knew my heart, you wouldn't lie on me. If you knew my heart and my intention, y'all think I'm playing when I tell people, if I can't help you, I'm surely not going to try to hurt you. I would rather God to strike my mouth silent than I will put my mouth negatively on somebody. And for everybody that I did unintentionally, because I'm human and I got hurt, God forgive me for speaking a negative word. Because as I grow in Jesus, I got to learn that that person doesn't have a promotion, doesn't have a heaven, doesn't have a hell to put me in. So learning that, I learned to do it. And here's where we're going in closing. We close this way. When we're in the midst of warfare, we're in the midst of what God does. We're in the midst of the battle. Yolanda Adams says the battle is not yours, it's the Lord. Here's the last and final thing. When you know it, you know it. And if you know it, you believe it. And if you believe it, speak it. And when you speak it, baby, you better command the room. Let me tell you something. You ain't got to like me. You ain't got to love me, but you can leave me. But when I walk into the room, when I get on the call, when I put my headphones on, you can rest assured because I serve the true and living God. I'm going to command the room. I'm going to command the presence of God. You got to understand if demons bow at the name of Jesus and if I'm a son of the living God, if I know he's got power, if I I believe he's got power. I got to speak into that power, but then I got to walk in that power. But ah, let me drop something in your spirit. When you speak it, when you believe it, and you walk in it, you better get ready for battle. You better get ready for war, because the devil ain't gonna let you get it easy. The devil gonna fight you tooth and nail. But when you stand, what? You stand on the promises of God. You stand on yes and in him. Amen. You got to stand knowing that I've been healed, delivered, saved, and set free. You got to believe that I've been anointed and appointed by God. You got to believe that God's got this. When you do that, you can tell that mountain, I see you mountain, but you won't win. I'm telling you, sickness had me for a little while, but I'm rising up again. Whatever my infirmities are, were and was, God's bringing me out. I'm on the rise. I'm on the way. In conclusion, the old folks said, I'm on the mend. When I'm on the mend, healing is coming, baby. I may not look like I used to look. I may not talk like I used to talk. I may not even walk like I used to walk. But when I look down at my feet, my feet look new. When I look at my hands, my hands look new too. When I speak a word, you notice there's an unk in my voice. Why? Because I've got power that God has given me. I got a little more ounce in my bounce. I get a little more, more pep in my step. I got a little more joy in my heart. Why? Because I'm a mountain mover. Move this mountain. But the songwriter says, give me the strength to climb. But understand something. When you're climbing the mountain, when you're asking God to speak to the mountain, that warfare that the enemy, he's got strategic people planted all around. And it's war, you stand. So as we close this morning, this means war, devil. 
in the name of Jesus. So let's close in a word of prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. May people that have never been mountain movers become mountain movers. And those who don't understand spiritual warfare, help educate them, God, to get them in line, to let them know that thus saith the Lord, we shall never know defeat. And as God is our witness, we believe by faith that no matter what warfare that we're in, we're winners, not whiners. Until the next time, Tony and Triple C Podcast signing off. And baby, as a songwriter take us home, this means war. One of Tanya's favorite welfare songs.